What is up, everybody? This is Three Walls in the BLP. Uh, we've got Mike here. We've got Matt, who was a late scratch last week. He's back. Uh, what is going on, Matt? How are you? What's up, Mike? My Cleveland Browns are three and one. Count it three and one. Three and one. We're gonna we're gonna get to the Browns because the the Browns win definitely helped out my uh, my Eagles. We're gonna talk about them as well first. But I've got I've got a question for you. I'm sp- I'm throwing this on you right now. This isn't on the pod doc. This is just a, I was thinking about it earlier, and I'm gonna hit you with it. All right. So, what is the one thing in the world that you are the most elite at? That like you just know there's no one in the world better than you at this. I'll give you mine first. All right. Mine is. I always have a fun fact that I can throw into a conversation that will steer the conversation towards that fun fact. And I think you can probably back me up on that because I have a immense knowledge of fun facts in my head. But my go-to usually is that for eight years, the rap group known as 3-6 Mafia had 100% more Oscars than Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. You threw that. I was not expecting this question at all. That's why. That's why. I, that's why I want it. What, what? What? What are you elite at? The like, if if it comes up, thing, it's like Matt. One thing that I want to say, but it's so so minuscule in the grand scheme of things. It's more minuscule than having random fun facts to just, to distract conversations. Yeah. I think I'm like extremely, extremely elite at spreading cream cheese on a bagel. Okay. There is an equal distribution of cream cheese per bite of bagel. My fingers do not get any cream cheese on them at all. And it's, it's just a dream come true. I love bagels and cream cheese. It's like a kryptonite of mine. It's like an Achilles heel. I enjoy eating them whenever I can. I always look forward to the Gettys morning at the lake house when your dad brings me in everything bagel shore house shore house i don't know but yeah. getty's house is yeah yeah, yeah. but hey let's, you know I mean. let's get it right here jersey jersey shore but i've also had bagels at your house oh yeah i'm sure yeah jersey bagels man so the everything bagel i am elite at spreading an equal distribution and prominent amount of cream cheese per bite on a bagel okay all right I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, for those of you listening, if you thought that crack sounded different, that's because your boy is testing out. Well, not testing out. We've got Bud Light Platinum Seltzers in the building, folks. Three walls in a BLP. BLPs. Um, I've tried all three flavors. There's wild berry, there's blood orange, and there's citrus. And? Uh, the best flavor is blood orange. That comes in at a 7.8 out of 10. Out of 10. Jeez, the awesome. second best is citrus at 7.6 out of 10. And wild berry is a 7.5 out of 10. So wow. highly recommend all three. Uh, but obviously 10 out of 10 is always Bud Light and then Bud Light Platinum. But, you know, we can't we can't really hold it against them for trying to branch out. Um, so Bud Light Platinum Seltzer, it's out there. Try it out. Not a f- free ad. That's a free ad. Oh, really, they're in our name. Um, <laughs> I know we're a sports podcast. We are a sports podcast, but we also dive into movies. Mm-hmm. I have to let you know that I have officially watched every Marvel movie 
outside of Captain Marvel because she sucks. Sorry. It's a hot take. Yeah. Um, outside of Captain Marvel over the last three weeks. Yeah, and the reason I know that you did this is out of nowhere one night you FaceTimed me at like 11 o'clock and I was in bed and then I woke Crying. up to a text. I woke up to a text that was like, Captain Marvel fucking sucks. And I'm like – She does. She's like, not around the whole time, and then she shows up with this attitude. Like, you have to watch. You have to watch her movie to understand the attitude. I understand that, but and I, I, I we got into this. I explained this to you. So They're apparently, trying to... she's super strong. Where the heck has she been the entire length of the franchise? You have to watch her movie to find that out, man. I'm, not I'm telling you. Not. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's nineties nostalgia. Forty seven seconds of actual, like legitimate worthwhile screen time in Endgame. Where she's impacting the battle at all. Right. Why would I divest or invest? Divest shut I'm so flustered. Words. Um, words. Words are hard. I'm not gonna invest two and a half hours of my life to watch her backstory to only see her for forty seven seconds. No, it's her backstory is worth it because it backs up what happens in Endgame. It's also '90s nostalgia out the ass. So I think we need to sit down and rank the Marvel characters. Okay, we're gonna need another pod for that. Not for <laughs> I'm not saying tonight. I'm yeah. all for it. Coming I'm in at dead last, Captain Marvel. Oh no no no! There's way worse. There's way worse. Oh, dude. Oh, do you count the like the really fast guy that's in uh, um, Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron? Oh, Quicksilver? Yeah. No, you can't count him because right. he was. That was a, there was a contract. <laughs> no, there was a contract dispute, so they couldn't actually get into his actual story. So we'll he let that. Yeah. We can, we can get great. into that on the Avengers pod. That's not nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not nice. That picked up. Wow. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, but anyway, so Matt, Matt is caught up. So. I'm caught up. Yeah, the, um, we'll we'll get into an Avengers pod at I some point. Still stand by the way I voted in the blockbuster movie. Turned I don't out. think any of the Avengers were in that. Yeah, Endgame was in that. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, because it came out. In, right it came out. It came out in April. Summer blockbusters are second half of May to August. All right. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let's this here. Telling you, I made the bracket. <laughs> I think Spider Man might have, but that wasn't an MCU movie. I don't know, man. I apologize to all my listeners by going through this at the moment because I understand how not entertaining this is. But I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, it's not on the bracket. There weren't many comic book movies on the bracket. There was like Batman, Dark Knight, Spider-Man. That's about it. Well, can't find it on here, so. Well, I'll tell you, because I know. It took me a long time to come up with those movies. Yeah. It would have made it, if not for it getting moved up two weeks in its release uh, window mm. supposed to come out in May of 2018 and it got pushed up two weeks because Marvel was trying to capitalize on 
you know, good fortune and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, Matt, it's been a minute since we were on here. Uh, we have results from UFC 253 nicknamed Pick'em. Who won the wagers last week? Uh, I won wagers. All right, send you a Venmo. Yep, $10 in the pot for you. Um, so we got 40 Who up. Who uh, the week Steve was on? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't close. I went heavy on the underdogs. Didn't work out for me. Yeah. Um, Although I'm not – this is like the best $10 I sp- I've spent in a while because the Brownies smoked Dallas. They did. They did. And if you'll watch – go back and watch our video, I gave you the credit for the sprinkle the money line. I gave you Browns plus four, and I was like, he also said sprinkle that money line. So Matt told you. Well, I told you. Matt told you via me, but yeah. Dallas can't stop the run, and the Browns are the best running offense in the league. That's right. That's right. But um, give us a second on that. Uh, UFC 253 nickname Pick'em results. Matt, you went three and two, and Stark went four and one. So Starkey is an even 10 and 10. Matt, you are 14, 16, and 1. Ugh. So percentage points wise, Starkey takes the lead on you. I don't like that. Um, but good news. We got a couple of good fight cards coming up. Um, big one coming up in three weeks, I believe. Uh, so we'll have another another round coming out. I got off um, to such a hot start, and it's just it's fizzled out. You did. I think you were counting your laurels before. Uh, I was. I was resting. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Take the foot off the gas. Yeah, it happens. I get two. But um. Yeah, but let's get into football. Please. Um, we've we've already teased it a little bit. Let's talk about your Browns and the Cowboys. Final score was Browns forty nine, Cowboys thirty eight. Um, before we get into the actual game. How tight butthole did you get when the Cowboys started scoring some points in the fourth? So in classic Cleveland Browns fandom, I totally thought they were going to lose. Well, not even just classic Cleveland Browns fandom, just this year with the Cowboys. I feel like. Like they don't turn it on until the fourth quarter when it's way too late or they're playing the Falcons. Well, they turned the ball over a lot. and Thankfully, they did one more time. Yeah. Um. I just, man, I look at the Dallas Cowboys offense and you're kind of starstruck because there are so many good players on that offense and their defense is so bad. Yeah, but so how long have we been ta- like pushing the narrative that the Cowboys Forever. have so much talent? And that's why you're kind of still at some point at some point, the rubber meets the road. You're either going to dump these guys or they get good. And it still hasn't happened. Yeah. I mean, you could probably go back to when Tony Romos took over the team. Maybe not that far back. But they've always had, like, talent. They've always yeah. been one of the most talented rosters in the league. And I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just the way they're run top to bottom. Culture? I mean. I think it has to. It, it I feel like it ha- it comes from the top down, so it definitely starts at Jerry Jones and trickles away trickles its way down because 
even when the Cowboys aren't like supposed to be a super good team, like they're not projected to go 14 and two, 13 and three, like they're not have all these like preseason rankings. They're always talked about as being like a Super Bowl contender. And Jerry Jones is like, we've got the best team in the league. It starts here. Da, 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 da. Like never thinking about the possibility of things going wrong or average or something like that. So I, I definitely think it starts at the top down, but I think it's also just the national media pushing the narrative that the Cowboys have to be good. Cowboys should be good every single year. Yeah. And granted, they're super talented, probably top to bottom, top five talented rosters in the league. Right. Like, would you, would you argue that? I mean, you could argue least, it, but like, at least not offensively. I, I, yeah. The way I'm watching that defense play, that defense is trash. But, but that defense has some talent. I mean, you've got Jalen Smith. You've got Leighton Vander Esch, who's hurt. Looks like the second coming of Sean Lee. Yeah. Um, Demarcus Lawrence. You've got Trayvon Diggs in the secondary. I'm very, very good. disappointed by their front seven. I mean, yeah, but – I mean, okay, so they should be better because they have Demarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith coming off the edge, who Alden Smith should be the leader for comeback player of the year if that's still an award. I mean, the dude is just a baller. Always was with his time with the Niners. That one year with the Raiders, he was an absolute beast. Just couldn't get himself clean. Luckily, he is now. He's back in the league, which I love to see. But, yeah, that that front seven needs to be better. Yeah. I mean, there's no two bones about it. They give up almost 400 yards of rushing to the Browns. I mean, the Browns are a great offensive rushing team, but like, what, 340? 40 yards or something. So stupid. So the Browns ran 73 plays. They had 508 yards of total offense, 13 drives, 13 drives, 307 yards rushing and passing. They had like 40 first downs. Yeah, they had. Yep. uh, Where's first downs? 33 first downs. You win but a lot then, of games if you run the ball like that. Right. But also, you look at the flip side, the Cowboys had 566 yards of total offense, 481 yards passing, only 85 rushing yards. If yeah, you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they are a rushing team that needs to get off rushing early. It's because they can't, they can't get ahead of anybody with their defense. No, and for as good how good of that – as good as he is with Dak and how many weapons he has on the outside. If you're throwing the ball 58 times with that team, there's no way you're winning. There's no way. You're not winning. No. No, I agree. But I mean, and as much as I'm enjoying beating up on the Cowboys, though, we got a lot. The Browns of look good. And the Browns. Yeah. Look. We have to, and let's talk about the Browns because they're 3 and 1 for the first time since 2001. That's 19 years, in case you can't do math. Um, um, and, I mean, they got a tough game this week with the Colts. And then the Steelers right after it. Speaking of the Colts, how do you feel? So we're quarter way of the season. I know this is off topic a little bit. How are you feeling about your Super Bowl picks? I forget who I picked. I, oh, I, went, Chiefs, I went Chiefs Niners. I had Seahawks Colts. So you had to be feeling pretty good. I feel okay. I, I don't think the Colts are beating Kansas City, but I don't think anyone's beating Kansas City. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I feel good about I mine. I just didn't want to pick him. It's like, okay, it's like right there. You're not winning any money for that pick. Yeah. I like my Niners-Chiefs pick because the Niners are going to start getting healthy at some point. Uh, it's just like we've talked about it. It's just the matter of playing 20 football games, having a short offseason. You're going to have these soft tissue injuries. You're going to have these little nagging things pop up where guys miss time. And I think that team is good enough to kind of withstand this – like initial surge of injuries and come back and, you know, rally they're the troops. They're built to go back. Yes. They're built They're built the right way from the inside out on both sides, from the yeah. defensive line and offensive line. Yep. They run the ball which, well. And, yeah. Yeah, they've got a, a stable of running backs. I mean, back. Mostert, McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, like the list goes on. Like they were good enough at running back to trade away Matt Breida, who was their second leading rusher last year. Yeah. Cool. Good for them. Good for them. Um, but so Matt, we've also talked about the Browns being that their goal should be eight and eight for the season. Are you still on that trajectory? Like, are you still going to be happy with eight and eight given this hot start? Because the schedule doesn't get easy these next two weeks. Um, but then it kind of fit evens out towards the end of the season. Yeah. So they've got Colts next week, the Colts this week, Steelers next week, uh, Bengals, Raiders, Texans, Eagles, Jags, Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. So is eight and eight still a successful season for the Browns in your eyes? Or have your expectations kind of changed saying like they look, because granted, I think they look a lot better than I expected them to this early. So, yeah, where, where are you kind of feel? Where are you kind of falling on that? I mean, they certainly absolutely waxed by the Ravens. Although I think the Ravens are a good team. Um, so I'm I got to answer that two ways. In my logical heart, yes, I'll be happy with eight and eight. In my emotional, fly by the seat of my pants, hope optimistic self. No, I won't. I, I got to get to ten wins. I think ten wins in this division. I. I I'm saying so. I'm saying on my optimistic side too. You just went three and one. If you beat the Colts, then you got a huge test against Pittsburgh, which I'd say you're playing better football than Pittsburgh right now. Right now, I would say it. I would say it. The way you want to win football games, you you the way you want to win football games in the NFL, the way the Browns are winning football games, they can beat the Steelers. Right, but okay. But also, you're not taking into effect (laughs) Nick Chubb's probably out for the next six weeks. That's going to, like, as good as Kareem Hunt is, he's not that same kind of, like, in-your-face downhill, I'm going to run between the tackles and put you in the turf runner, which yeah. I think is how the Browns want to be identified. If I mean, Stefanski, he came over from the Vikings with Dalvin Cook. He had Adrian Peterson for all those years. He wants to pummel you down your throat with running backs. Yeah. And I think Hunt is a good running back, but I don't think he's that between-the-tackles punish-you guy. We're going to find out. I mean, that, that backup played well, too, who I think you can kind of throw him to the wolves and get what, get out of him whatever you can, and we'll see. I mean, I don't think Kareem is – he's not the same guy, but they got to make some changes. Um, and then they, you have some playmakers that you're able to get the ball to that I think can open up some things. And I don't know. So uh, to answer that question you gave me, in my logical self, you still have to shoot for 8-8. Eight eight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But my emotional self, who wants the best, really wants to see them win 10 games. I think they can. Right. And that makes sense. That schedule, they can win 10 games. 
Yeah, the schedule does set up for them being that they're getting their tough games kind of out of the way early on. And then it kind of, I mean, divisional games are always tough. You've still yeah. got two games with the Bengals, two games with the Steelers, one more with the Ravens. But it does kind of, if you get through this next couple of games at four, five and one, four and two, I think, You're right there. You're right I there. think you're looking at, you know, nine to 10 wins is realistic. If the uh, Browns are at 1.7 and two, and they don't win 10 games, I'll be very disappointed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I think I think based on their schedule, if they get to seven wins, then they should at least get to 10, yeah. if not 12. Yeah. That early, that early. I mean, yeah. granted, they, anything can happen. Like, NFL is super crazy. Well, especially um, games getting postponed and weird stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, I've got that on the docket to talk after we talk some of these games here. Yeah. Um, but let's Trent. We talked about your team. Let's talk about my team. If I were to tell you before the season started, week four, the Philadelphia Eagles would be leading the NFC East at one, two, and one. What would you have said? I said what the hell is going on? And I would also yeah. mean that the Browns had to beat the the Cowboys, and I'd be like, eh, I don't believe you. But here we are. A lot of 2020 that I don't understand. Here we are. Um, so did you watch the Sunday night game? I did not. I did okay. not. But I followed it on my phone because I had Carson Wentz playing in another fantasy league. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great win against a good team. Granted, they didn't have all their pieces, the Niners. Um, you're missing Nick Bosa. You're missing Solomon Thomas. Nick Mullins started at quarterback. C.J. Beathard finished. Um, but they got George Kittle back. A lot of their offensive pieces were still there intact. And it's just weird. There's something about this Eagles team when they have all of their backups in and they have no business being competitive and winning games that they look completely different. Like, that team that tied against the Bengals, I didn't watch any of the game because I was at a golf outing, but from what I saw in highlights and what I read on Philly sports media and things like that, it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. Um, but I think, I think this week Doug got, Doug got back to what he knows best being aggressive, being the guy that's going to take chances and say, you know what, we're doing it. We're going to go for it. It's going to be, I'm going to live with it and just kind of roll the yeah. dice. And the fact that he went for that two-point conversion on the first touchdown proved to me that he is like, okay, I kind of played it a little bit safe these past three weeks maybe. It's time for me to get back to what won us a Super Bowl and be the most aggressive guy in the, in the building, especially against Shanahan, who is probably one of the most, if not the most gifted offensive play caller, like dr- skill drawer up of all time, of, in the league right now. Um, but yeah, what what are your takes on it? Because it's like it his leading receiver was Travis Fulgham with two catches and fifty seven yards in that game winning touchdown. Yeah. Um, is there a little bit of Dougie P that might be feeling some pressure? I think he's feeling some pressure. I don't know. I don't know how realistic it is, but like some doubts creeping in. The media might be getting to him. The Philly sports media is a very, very kind group. And 
noted for our forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a little bit of pressure he's feeling. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely pressure because expectations team, are always high. I mean, you won a Super Bowl. Yeah, right? Grant. So you know how to do it. Yeah, granted, I mean, they're they're getting hit with all their inter- injuries at the start of the year, which never happens. Usually it's the end of the year, and we yeah. have to, like, panic and scratch things together. Um, so I'm interested to see how this plays out. But I think Doug kind of took a step back, looked at this upcoming schedule after the tie. Because, I mean, Niners in San Francisco Sunday Night Football. They go to Pittsburgh this week. Ravens come to Philly the week after. And then they get the Giants, Cowboys, Giants. So I think he was like, okay, we need to get a win before we get to this, before we get the two AFC North teams coming in. Gauntlet. Yes. Um, Because honestly, that Bengals game should not have been a tie. They should have won that game. Um, But the thing that really proved, like showed, showed out to me was Carson's confidence. He, didn't look like himself the first three weeks of the season. I don't know if it was just like not trusting the line, not trusting what's going on with his skill guys or anything like that. But that game against the Niners, it showed it was like his MVP type season where he was like, I'm going to make plays regardless of what it was. And I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to take some shots. I'm going to take some hits to make plays, which might have been him he- being hesitant last year with the injuries with coming off the knee and the back and things like that. Now maybe he's fully healthy and he's just like, I'm good. Like, let's just let's hit it and, and run with it. Um, but I feel good about Carson. I feel like he's kind of getting his footing. And as these guys on offense start coming back, I mean, look at it. Deshaun Jackson's got to come back. Alshon Jeffrey still hasn't played yet this year. Dallas Goddard's out for a couple more weeks. Um, yeah, you get a couple more of these guys back. They stop double teaming Ertz. He opens up a little bit. The running game starts getting going because Sanders has only played three games so far. It's a tough schedule. Um, but, I mean, that's a really tough schedule. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Looking at the back half of it. I thought it got a little bit easier. It doesn't. No. Um, but, I mean, you look at the division – it's either going to be them or the Cowboys. And I mean, eight and eight might win that division again. Seven and nine might win that division. At this rate. Well, seven, eight, and one might win that division. Yeah. This yeah. tie might actually like help us out. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see, man. I mean, that division is bad. The AFC North is good. And it's yeah. Um,. Let's talk about the. Who? Um, let's talk about let's talk Vikings Texans and then we can get into Bill O'Brien a little bit here. Yeah. So we talked the last time you were on two weeks ago about how you're kind of hitting a panic button if you're Houston a little bit, right? Yep. With all that talent that they have and everything that they've done in the off season and things like that, that like it's kind of like hey. Alarm's going off. It's a matchup of 0-3 teams, and the score was 31-23, but that game wasn't close. No. No, and, he got some late scores. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun did his thing, which he always will. Like, Deshaun is so fun to watch. Yeah. He's going to make plays. He's going to keep you in the game, regardless of how good or what shot he has in the game. 
But, I mean, the Vikings this year, they just don't look like themselves. Justin Jefferson is starting to emerge as a go-to guy he's next awesome. to Thielen. He's awesome. Yeah, he's going to be very good. He He's going to slide into that Stefan Diggs role and succeed very well, um, which hurts me a little bit. They're just unfortunately feeling a huge loss for losing Stefanski. Yeah, I think – and, I mean, you can look at that hire from the Browns in the offseason as, like, not one of the splashier hires or one of the sexy hires. But that offense last year was completely different than the one that they had this year. I don't yeah. even – who's running – it's Gary Kubiak this year is the offensive coordinator. Yep. But I don't know, man. And – I saw the stat today. Dalvin Cook is leading the NFL in rushing and rushing touchdowns, and they're one and three. So, I don't know if it's more so the play calling or Kirk Cousins kind of coming back down to earth. Although I never thought he was very good. He never left Earth, in my opinion. But that's true. That's very. That's a very fair point. Um, but let's talk Texans. So they obviously fired Bill O'Brien. And he was both the head coach, the play caller, and the GM. Dude, that organization is a disaster. It's not good. They're in last place in the NFL, and they don't even own their first-round pick. Their first two picks. Yeah. The the Dolphins have their first and second-round picks next year. They're so Uh, screwed. um, So... I think we've both been on record, maybe not on record, but we've both talked about how we think that Bill O'Brien has been the thing holding back the Texans for all these years. You're not wrong. Him him being the head coach and GM was an awful marriage. How many many successful guys have been both the head coach and GM in the NFL? None. Absolutely none. Uh, No, there's, there's one. It's Bill Belichick. Yeah. But... I mean, He's if in you a look league at, of his own, right? You can't even right. compare this conversation, um, right? But like, so you look at like guys in the past that have done it. Chip Kelly with the Eagles, absolute disaster. Um, Mike Shanahan got it with the Broncos after he won his Super Bowls. Yeah, disaster. Well, not disaster, just not good. But it's just like, at what point are these owners going to realize there needs to be a separation between? The guy on the field and the guy in the office bringing in the guys and matching up compare like you have to have that unison between head coach and GM, otherwise you're you're done. Hopefully soon. How quickly does Deshaun Watson not re-sign there? He just re-signed this offseason. Oh fuck, that's right. He's there. He's oh. he's not going anywhere. He's the second highest played player in the NFL behind right. Mahomes. That's so right. Oh, what a mistake. He's probably like oh, – not... I mean, they traded away their best player. Yep, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins, probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Easily. Don't right have any picks. Because Thomas is not in the league, and he's the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Um, they don't have their first-round picks. So have you ever seen a team that – was literally 30 minutes from the AFC Championship game, which I think they would have beaten the Titans in that AFC Championship game last year. They were 30 minutes from the AFC Championship. Felt probably would have gone to the Super Bowl. So hard. 
now be in such disarray so quickly? Have you ever seen like this kind of drastic turnaround? No, because those are usually the teams that put one piece together and then they're competing. Like they're they're in the AFC title game. Yeah, it's usually not the other way around. Yeah, it's crazy. A team that good was so handicapped by their coach, who is supposedly like an offensive genius. I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough to see because Deshaun Watson is so good. He deserves so much better. Yeah, and I hope I hope he can get it. I hope the Texans can figure out some trades and free agency oh, yeah. signings and yeah. whatnot to make it happen. Oh well, yeah, what's their but cap space? I don't know what their cap space is. It can't be good. I thought that's why they traded away. What's his name? No, I mean, the reports are that him and DeAndre didn't get along. So he wanted to get rid of DeAndre to like send a message like, I'm the alpha in this room. Who, Bill O'Brien? Yeah. That, that alpha is now I mean, gone. That makes 100% sense. It's probably exactly yeah. what happened. And now he's looking for a gone. job. And... Um, but so how, for the Cardinals. yeah. So how quickly do you think that after the season ends, the Texans hire Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, as their head coach? Yesterday, he should already his phone should be ringing off the hook. Probably is. He's going to go win another Super Bowl, and then he's going to go cash in what fifty million. I mean, he should have been a head coach this past year. Yeah, but they want to. Um, I mean, it's probably really fun. Being an offensive coordinator with um, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, it's probably really right. Fun. Oh no, I agree. I, I I I'm not saying it's more so on him. I think it's more so on the teams that had like were looking for coaching vac like coaching jobs that just didn't. I don't know why they didn't give him like a shot. Yeah, who knows? I mean, um, we'll clear up. I wonder. I wonder, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, yeah I that, think he's got to he's got to be the guy. Because you look at what he's doing with the offense and Patrick Mahomes, Who else? Deshaun Watson is a very similar talent. What other coaching yeah. options are there? I mean, other than what's his name that's always out there as a coaching option, but he's never left. Um, Patriots guy. Oh, McDaniels? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's an option, but I don't know if he's leaving at this point because I think he – like. At now, especially with Tom in Tampa Bay, how long is Bill going to be in New England? Um, I don't know, but I feel like it's so early. You can't really like tell who like the high, hot coaching candidates are. Like usually, this comes late in the season when like a coordinator and like their unit is like super hot, and, like showing their stuff. Yeah, or college so. guys, but. Yeah. The biggest college guy probably fell from the ranks. I mean, who's calling Lincoln Riley right now? He's one and two at Oklahoma. Not me. I'm, I'm not, not calling. Him. I mean, I mean, granted, he's still probably a super, like, superb play caller and, like, schemer. Yeah, I'm not calling him today, though. No. Um, but let's move on. What, uh, what other games do you want to talk about? Um, I, I, we don't need to talk about the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Packers. Because the Packers are good. And they're not just good. They're Aaron Rodgers pissed off, led good. Yep. 
Yep, and we've talked, we've said this before. A pissed off Rodgers is a scary Rodgers, just like a pissed off Nick Saban is a scary Nick Saban. He might. I would love to see him and Mahomes go up against each other in the Super Bowl. Oh, it'd be great. I it'd mean, be great because then I would love to see him win and then leave. Oh, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think I think he's I think he's staying. I think this is all just kind of like a. I mean, granted, they drafted Jordan Love for a reason, but if Five he went years from now, is still a reason to have him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I you look at his, Rogers, dude. his stat line from Monday night: twenty-seven of thirty-three, three hundred twenty-seven yards, four touchdowns. Three of them to his tight end. Um, and he had probably one of the greatest quotes of all time on the Pat McAfee show today or yesterday. Where you said, uh, you know, these guys talk about my down years, but my down years are career years for everybody else. Yeah. Spot He's the lie. The <laughs> Spot the lie. Spot some not confidence on that, man. I, like, man, he's – Like, when are we going to stop doubting him? When are we going to stop never, saying never, never. that there's a rift between him and his coach or him and his play caller? Because even when the Packers with McCarthy were fucking thriving, there was always like that – Oh, there's kind of friction. They don't it's like get along. He's, he's not this like media golden boy. No, not at he all. He doesn't care about the media. He doesn't really care about the glamour. He lives in Green Bay. Well, he has a he's got like, houses elsewhere, but yeah. he work he, he, work, <laughs> he works in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. He's not in New York City. He's not in LA. He doesn't play for the Cowboys. Yeah. He's just kind of – he's the average man. He's the average American dude's quarterback. Yeah, I agree. And, like, Green and Bay Packers – a little bit of an attitude, so I'm sure he can rub people the wrong way. Oh, for sure. He for sure can. He's oh, got yeah. that kind of, like, NorCal smugness. Yep. It's, like, not in your face, but, like, it's always there. He's awesome. He's um, so awesome. And he should win an MVP. Although well, Russ is going to give him a run for his money. Yeah, that was that was my topic to bring up after yeah. after we talk about the games. But um, let's transition to the Falcons. So now that Bill O'Brien's gone, how many more weeks does Dan Quinn have? One. Well, let's but, look at it. Hold on. Let's I mean, pull up their who, schedule. He'd be gone if they had somebody worth a dang to in, be their interim, though. I think. I don't think there's anyone good on that staff. No, but you, I mean, he went through this last year. I know. And he, I, he fought for his job. He and he have some dirt. Like everyone says that at Atlanta Falcons owner is like a golden boy, just like super nice, genuine person. He must have some dirt on him. He might. Um, but yeah, I mean, their schedule doesn't get any easier. Panthers next week, Fal- or Vikings after that. Off. Lions, and then Panthers again. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it through the bye week. Excuse me. Um, so that's looking at four more games, five more games. I don't know. It's like you said, I don't know who on that staff is taking over. I know they have Raheem Morris, who was a coach in the league. Uh, Dirk Cutter is their offensive coordinator. He was a coach in the league. Uh, no, not their offensive coordinator. Isn't Sar- Steve Sarkeesian their offensive coordinator? 
Yeah. So he might be a guy that you can give him a couple games. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I think I think the pa- like the panic button was going off last week for them. Uh, it's alarmingly loud now. Um, and I mean they were fifteen minutes from a Super Bowl a couple years ago. It's crazy. I mean that's the NFL for you. But do you think it's time to and. Do you think Matt Ryan, they've just gotten everything they can out of Matt Ryan? Maybe. I mean, bad. I just don't think he's the guy that's going to get them over the hump. I think you got to start looking at it because the talent level that he's had around him from the time he got in the league to now is still Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what, what's the stat? 10 out of their 11 starters on the offensive side are first round picks. Yeah. And the only the outs like the eleventh guy is Calvin Ridley, who was a second round pick, who's probably their best receiver right now. He's he's their stat darling right now. Yeah. Um, so I think I think they have a lot of mirror looking in the offseason this year. Not only coach wise, but quarterback wise, depending upon how they finish. Yeah. Um but Let's also talk. Let's talk the Bills because Josh Allen looks phenomenal. Yeah, he does. Their defense uh, is very good. Very good. Are they the team that you're picking to come out of that division? Because, I mean, a fully healthy Patriots squad with Cam, like we saw that Monday night, how much of a difference he makes on that entire team. Yeah. He, um, uh... They still have to beat the Pats. Yeah. And that other shoulder drop, I think, like I, I, I think they're eleven and five team at the best. Um, which is still really good. Um, but do they win that division? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, they got a tough next two games. Well, tentative two games. Um, Titans this week, and then the Chiefs on Thursday night football the following week. Dude, I love the Titans. Titans are good. Just like they're the best team. They're probably the best team in the AFC South. Yeah, I think they so. just need to be able to play. I do, and I hate that I doubted them, thinking that it would be more of an easier. But they just play. They play football the way you win in the NFL. It's not super pretty by any means. Yep. But they're gonna run the ball down your throat. Tannehill's gonna make a few throws, make a few plays himself. Tannehill's got a second coming. He's playing loose and. You know, he's got he's got some decent guys around him. He can get bailed out by a really good running game. He can do just enough. Yeah. I mean, the knock on him in Miami was just he never had the talent. Which I think is fair. I, and he took that Miami team to the playoffs one year. Yeah. So, like, there was obviously talent there in him. It's just you didn't build the right way around him. Um. So, yeah, I think the Titans are good. They need to figure out this COVID shit. Yeah. Uh, and they've got some hefty penalties coming their way because they apparently organized a team workout when they were not supposed to, and the NFL is not thrilled with them. I don't know. Um, again, uh, just, but that's, just kind of praying this season is able to finish because this, the more and more you play and travel and you're around each other and you're testing and all this, like this isn't going to be the first and only instance. 
No, and yeah. if you're one of the people out there that thought we were going to get through the season without any sort of hiccup, you're an idiot. It's yeah. just without the bubble concept, which I get it. It doesn't make sense for football. It's tough for football. Yeah, and, and we're not going to do that episode where we talk about why or what or what we would do. Like we've had that one, and we've both kind of stated our case, obviously being pretty much along the lines like if you're going to play, you just have to play. But right. um, I understand what they're doing and they're a league and they're an entity and they have to do what they have to do to protect their players to some degree. And um, that being said, I just, I hope they take a little bit of caution in order to limit as many postponements as possible. Yeah. And I think at like a certain point, and we might be at that point right now, it's not so much what the league has to do. It just falls on the players and yeah. their responsibility to follow the protocols to make sure things go this way. And I don't want to get too deep into the weeds with it because there's so many, like we've talked about this before, like with sports coming back, but you saw the report that came out with the Raiders that they had guys at like a fundraising event that weren't where like they weren't wearing masks. And that's like part of like the NFL protocol. So like if your boss is telling you you have to wear a mask to do like in public appearances and things like that, you should probably wear a mask. Yeah. And I mean, the NFL is showing that they're not kidding with this, like with following the protocols with finding the coaches a hundred thousand dollars, which when they find John Gruden, that's a dollar out of his pocket. And he's making 10 (laughs) mil, but it's like, they're showing they're serious about this. So at this point, and I think we are at this point. It's just like these, these players have to just buckle down and be like, it sucks, but we have to follow this if we want to finish the season out. And, I mean, again, what do I know? What do we know? We're guys talking on a podcast about it. We're not in it, so we right. can't talk about how tough it is. But, you know, hope, we hope everybody's staying, like following the protocol, staying safe, and we can get this football season finished. I mean, it just simply comes to the, like you said, if your employer is asking you to do something based off of the fact that hopefully you won't probably want to get paid, you should probably just listen, right? If you believe in it or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, they yeah. just, they're going to put these out. But and also, the team should probably do a better job of monitoring themselves. And I think that's what the NFL did by doing a lot of this. And they're going to, I think the NFL is going to put some people on blast. Yeah. And they're allowed. And, and sure. if that's what it takes to get things, back on track where we were for the first three weeks. I don't know if we were back. I don't know if it's like back on track, but to get things kind of situated and back in like a single file, then that's what they need to do. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you're an independent contractor for this team before this league and they govern everything about you. So if you're not following the protocols, you're not going to get paid. Yeah. If you want to get paid, follow the protocols again. We don't know the ins and outs of it, how tough it is and things like that. Um, But we're just hopeful that everything gets situated. Guys are following the rules, staying safe, and we can get more football um, and things like that. But let's let's get back to actual football talk here, Matt. Please. We kind of of talked about it a little bit. Um, Your MVP picks. There's, I think, probably three front runners maybe. In Rodgers, Russ, and Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, and that's not slighting Lamar or Patrick. I just think it's just how the NFL goes. They kind of want Lamar's new not blood gonna win in. Again, and Mahomes is just doing what he's 
he's done over the past couple of seasons and people are just like, eh. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give it to – unless Mahomes like seriously turns it on and breaks the passing touchdown record or Lamar seriously turns it on and breaks the record, they're not going to go back to them. They're gonna I still don't think they're going to give it to him, though. If Russ keeps doing what he's doing, the Packers make a run. And if Buffalo stays as high – like Josh Allen's numbers right now are better than both the guys you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, so if you had to pick right now four weeks in the season, a quarter of the way through the season – who are you giving the MVP to? So I'm a tie between Russ and Rodgers. So I'm gonna I'm I'm actually gonna go Russ because he was my pick at the beginning of the year, or mm-hmm. not pick, but somebody who I thought could win it. Um, and I, so I'm gonna go Russ. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Russ has to be the leader, but. I also think it's kind of going to figure itself out how the season goes on because Russ is playing in that beast of a division. Yeah. Rodgers is playing in a dog shit division. Yep. (laughs) And Josh Allen, until they beat the Patriots and win that division, I don't know if the Bills are going to get the national respect that they deserve. If he beats the Pats twice and they win the AFC East, I think you have to give it to him. I think even if he beats the Pats once and wins the division – but also keeps up the play that like the level of play that he is now. I think he's got to be a top two guy yeah. going into it. Yeah. Just because, I mean, when he came into the league, he was such a like wow. a raw mold of clay. Like yeah. you were just like we don't. He can throw the ball really far and he's big and strong, but we don't know what he can be. Yeah. And this season, like towards the end of last season and this season, he's shown that he can kind of put things together. And he's a very accurate passer. He can command the offense. Yeah. He can make things happen. So I think he's taking – He, I think if you're looking at guys that have taken the next step, like to elevate themselves to like the next tier of talent, I don't think anybody is doing it more than Josh Allen this year. No. Maybe no. – Maybe DK Metcalf is like a close second because he looks really good. Yeah, I'd be really honestly, I'd be really happy with any three of those guys, like any of them. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I think those are three great choices. And again, I think it's going to figure itself out. But like, if I had to pick one right now, I'd probably go Josh Allen just because okay. his stats. If you go by stats, they're better than Russ and Rogers right now, and his team is they're undefeated, right? They're four and zero. Yeah, four zero. All three of those. Um, yeah, all three of those teams are undefeated, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll all figure itself out. But if you look at these undefeated teams, Matt, let's take a look at them. League. All right, so you've got Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Seahawks, Titans, Steelers, all at undefeated. Granted, the Titans and Steelers have one less game because they were supposed to play this past weekend, but got postponed. Which team are you most buying into, and which team are you least buying into right now? Um, so I'm gonna take out the Chiefs. Um, I just I I know what I have with them. I'm I'm not, I'm not really impressed. I'm not really unimpressed. I just that what I expected, and they're doing exactly what I thought. Um, but with that being said, I'm very, very impressed by Seattle. I think those have been gritty wins. I think they've figured out what they're doing and 
I think Jamal Adams just makes that defense go right now. Yeah. And then second, I so I'm gonna say, I think I think Pittsburgh. I, I'm just a little high on them. I just I need to see them. I need to see them play, and I, I don't know. Just I, I was really looking forward to that Tennessee game. I don't I don't want to call them overrated. I just don't think they're in the same class as the three teams I just listed. Not yet. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the team with the most questions is probably the Steelers. Yeah. Because you look at their defense. Their defense is arguably top three in the NFL. So if you're looking at just that side of the ball, I'd say they're probably like one of the most easy, like, yes, buying them. But you're still looking at Ben coming off that arm surgery, offense still kind of finding its way between who's going to be the lead dog in the running back with James Conner and Benny Snell. I'd even say I'm more cautiously optimistic about the receiver play. Yeah, I think the receivers are playing better than expected with the emergence of Chase Claypool as the rookie from Notre Dame. Yeah. Gives Ben a big target. Uh, Juju's playing up to maybe not number one receiver status, but top like 1A, 1B. And they've got speed with Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Um, so I think they're the team that you're most cautious about. But the team that I'm buying and like saying, hey, this is my team, is the Packers. Because if you look at the stats based on like point differential and things like that, they're plus 51 in point differential leading the league. And – that offense looks good, and they haven't had Devontae Adams the past two weeks. I know. I know. Arguably a top three receiver in the league. Yeah. Which, if you're not putting him on your top five list for receivers, yeah, I think you're wrong. What are you <laughs> like? What are you watching? I can't. I can't probably name. Not. You're probably not watching much of the Packers, at least. Yeah, I can't name three receivers better than him. I'll give you Mike Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins, but. I mean, he's got to be three, right? Who else is top five? Julio, but he hasn't had that good of a year. Julio, he's just been nagged by Hammy. Um, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just thinking. I'm just trying to confirm. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to think of who else I can throw in there. Yeah, I don't know. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, those guys, they haven't looked great. Godwin's hurt. Evans is not – his stats aren't popping out at, off the the sheet. Brady just loves his uh, his burner and his slot receiver. Unfortunately, Mike Evans is neither. Neither. He's just your big body. Yeah. Um. He'll he'll do all right. I mean, he'll get his his thousand yards and probably six or seven scores. But yeah. Um. I don't think he's he's not better than Adams or Hopkins yeah. or Thomas. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, I think you're spot on with that. I think he's number three. Tyreek Hill, but also he'd be probably the only guy I would think. But I just – I don't think he's better. I think he's more dangerous. I yeah, I don't I don't see him as like a number one – like he's the number one receiver for the Chiefs, but I don't see him as like a guy that you think like, okay, he's going to go up. Like he's going he's gonna to make seven. his plays. Yeah. He's going to make his plays because they're going to get him the ball – regardless of like how it is and he's going to make things happen. But 
pure wide receiver standpoint, I'd say it's probably DeAndre, Michael, and Devontae. Yeah, but that. Um, last thing to talk about before I'm out of things to talk about, what's a team that's kind of 500 or a game under 500 that you're looking at? It's like, okay, they're not showing that much right now, but they're dangerous if they get things going. Or they like they've had a tough schedule. They had a tough start to the year that like they can turn it on like that. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. And sidebar: Are we ready to hop off the hype wagon that is the Cardinals? Probably. <laughs> I think Probably. I think it was just too much too soon for them. Um. I'd say the Saints, but they just got to get healthy. Yeah, what are the Saints at? They're two and two. two. Yep. Yeah, so I don't hate the Saints pick. I just, I feel like even when they're two and two and 500, I still view them as like in that top tier of like they're, they're good. I do too. I just, with that, like that statement, I don't, I don't really know who to, because I could as easily sit here and say the same thing about the Cowboys, who will probably end up being nine and seven. But yeah, they look like a disaster right now. I don't know. Yeah, Just and that. you can say the same thing about the Niners right now. They're yeah. two and two. That'd probably be my pick is the 49ers. Um, I'll go outside the box here. Please, I'm gonna go the Los Angeles Chargers because what Justin Herbert has it showed looks good, me, man, he looks. Really good. Strong arm like case, a lot. Like good. I thought he was going to be good, but I he looks really, really good. Um, and that offense is still very good. Like they lost Melvin Gordon. Yeah, they still have Austin Eckler. They have this rookie Joshua Kelly from UCLA who looks like he's going to be a stud. Keenan Allen's still out there catching everything. Mike Williams is still a great deep threat. Defense is still solid. They might be a team that can sneak into the playoffs now that it's expanded to seven teams this year and cause some problems. Um, so that'll be my pick for underrated team to kind of look out for. Um, also, they're they have the best uniforms in the league this year, without question. Easily, Easily. they're so good. They're so clean. Easily, they're so clean. Like, um, not even close. But um. Yeah, what, man, game any last... looking, what game are you looking forward to most this, this weekend? Uh, let's see. What have we got this weekend? I haven't even looked. Uh, where's NFL? I mean, the Eagles-Steelers game is, is tempting. It is uh, just because I, I feel like that's going to that's gonna tell a lot about whoever wins that game. Like, whoever comes out on top, it's going to prove, you know, their mettle. Um Let's see what else we got. Hold on. Just add it up. Um, Bills Titans. If that if that game gets played, yeah, that that's probably the game to watch. Um, Colts Colts Browns. That's that's a fun one because I think this is a big game for Cleveland. Just coming off this game where they put on an absolute show. And everybody's kind of talking about them now. And they're, they've got a very good Colts team coming into their building. It's almost like a like a prove your worth game, like a show your yeah. medal game. 
I think that's where I'm going. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's either Colts, Browns, if Titans, Bills gets played, that or Eagles, Steelers. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a fun week. Um, yeah. We've got Bucks, Bears tomorrow night, Thursday night football. I mean, I think we both have the same pick on that one. We're going to find – I think we'll find out. We'll get some confirmation one way or the other on those teams. Are the Bears possibly yeah. for real? Or are the Bucks? I mean, are the Bucks good? Or the Bears is like coming back to earth? I don't, I, we'll see. I, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I think, I think it's more so the Bears are going to come back down to earth. But the thing to watch, it's Nick Foles versus Tom, versus Tom Brady and – we all know what happens. We, that. we all know when, when Nick Foles gets against Tom Brady on primetime, what happens? If they run like um, a fair special, I'll be so happy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, man, that's uh, we'll have week, weekly wagers coming out for, it, for you guys Friday. Uh, I'm going to pull together a guest picker for us again uh, just because I think that's going to excite things a little bit more. Um. I don't know how exciting the guest picker is going to be, but it's going to be a guest picker. Okay. So it'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be another good week of football. Uh, we've got college football again. Oh, uh, Red River Shootout, Texas, Oklahoma, this weekend. Who you got? Man, I think both the teams might honestly lose because I think they're both bad. Um, give me the Longhorns. Yeah, it's horns up. I think so. Um, Oklahoma have lost three games in a row. When was the last time that happened? I don't know. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I, I went 0 for 3 in my college pick, bonus picks on weekly wagers, which was kind of a good coming back down to earth because I went 3 and 0 the first week. <laughs> so I needed, I needed that kind of balancing act. Um, yeah, uh, Red River Shootout Saturday. That's going to be fun. Texas, Oklahoma is always fun to watch. Yeah. Um, a little bit different feel to it, but it's still football. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll see you guys Friday for weekly wagers. Um, Matt, always a pleasure getting on here talking football with you. It's a wrap. Uh, Appreciate it. One, one of these days we'll talk more things about football. But uh, Oh, no, I wanted to – I kind of teased this on the last one, last pod. We got to start. Uh, it's Halloween, so it's, it's October, spooky so it's spooky season. season. Halloween. Um, so we're gonna have. I'm I'm gonna put together some horror movie matchups okay. and best horror movies out there. Okay. Um. So listeners, look out for some polls on Instagram about your favorite Halloween horror movie, things like that, and uh, we'll get you guys kind of involved and we'll talk about it again, uh, like we did prior to sports coming back. <laughs> And uh, yeah, man, uh, and I, I'm excited for that because horror movies are my favorite genre. And uh, we'll also talk about how Hocus Pocus is a trash movie. Oh my god, somebody agrees! <laughs> yes, garbage, it's so bad, garbage. Well, well I'll, I'll try and find a Hocus Pocus truther to come on and debate with us, but it's garbage. Loves Hocus Pocus. Oh, she does, oh, yeah. it's not even, not even close. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, we'll see you guys Friday for weekly wagers. Uh, stay well, stay safe, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening as always. Matt, I'll talk yeah. to you later. See ya.